topic, I want to talk about unlearning some toxic behaviors. And I, the reason why I wanted to talk about that is because I've been getting an influx of life coaching clients who said that they've been feeling stale, meaning they have the gifts, but this pandemic has had them in their own heads and it's kind of overwhelming them, which is creating a form of procrastination, which is they're becoming stagnated and it's because they're feeling stale. And I wanted, it seems for the past 30 days, I keep hearing the word like unlearn, rewire, start over. So you know me, your coach had to go in there and I started writing some 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 things down as it was coming to me about unlearning toxic behaviors, unlearning some things that we've developed from generational. Um, <clears throat> and let's get into it for a minute. Now, if I sound a bit congested, forgive me. I'm just going through this little cold thing. No, it's not COVID, <laughs> but I'm just uh, going through this little congestion phase. So if you hear me coughing, please forgive me. But I could not let that stop me doing from doing this podcast. Anyway, when I started to look at the definitions of unlearning, and it means to take something apart, dismantling it systematically, piece by piece. So when someone is dismantled, it means that they are brought to the end of themselves. They learn to not rely on themselves, but of God. And, you know, I got to put my little Jesus in this thing because that's just how he talks to me, right? But a lot of us are, you know, spinning our wheels, going through the motions, sometimes, like I said, even stagnating from doing anything because we get in our own head. We becomes our worst critics. And you know how that thing goes. Once it goes to one area of our life, it starts to matriculate into other areas of our life. And then we're just like sitting here like a deer in headlights. We're not moving. And I think a lot of us need to understand what does that what does that mean for us? Why are we in that place? Now, if you follow me on social media, you know I'm always talking about, you know, uh not allowing a thing to stop you from living your best life. But in order for that to happen, we have to get to the root of the thing. And when you decide to make that step to get to the root of it, that's the hardest step because a lot of people don't want to address the elephant in the room. And it could be generational. It could be curses. It could be whatever that thing is. So a lot of times people just want to like sweep it under the rug and not deal with that. But how does that help you? So in this podcast, I just want to give you some tips and I want you to have an open mind and an open heart as I talk a bit. And write some things down as you're listening to me. Replay it, share it. You know how we do. We got to get the word to the masses so people could be set free. And I don't just talk about, you know, generational curses, meaning like, you know, uh, trauma. Because trauma to certain people, to some people, could be something meaning like physical trauma or trauma could be where nobody really believed in them growing up. They talked negative to them and those types of behaviors can catapult into something bigger and people not even realizing it so let's just dive into it for a minute in order to become a happier person we have to first get to the root of why we're not happy some toxic habits that we never have to unlearn 
the first thing I need you to do is to come to peace with it, right? With that thing. The first step to defeating those toxic habits, which is hard, and I don't want you to get overwhelmed, but you're halfway there when you decide to make the step that you want to become at peace with it, right? But you got to recognize those things, those habits, those 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 uh, behaviors for what they are, and then you got to come to peace with it. Recognize that they have been in your life for way too long and it's time to serve eviction notices, right? Come into peace with your bad habits means that you're realizing them for what they are as a part of you, not as your whole identity, right? You're not stuck in them forever. You have the power to defeat them. And once you become confident in that, you'll come to peace with those habits instead of letting them control your life, your situations. Number two is recognizing your triggers. This is an assignment that I have my coaching clients do all the time. When I ask them, what are your triggers? What kind of gets under your, you know, in your, under your skin and puts you sometimes even in a standstill? What are those things? You know, do you allow other people's behavior control your behavior and your attitude and your mindset? Do you let that delegate while you are doing or while you are not doing the things that you need to do? It's number two is recognizing the triggers. This is another important step to recognizing, you know, the reason why you're at a standstill or at, are you feeling stale? Let's just say that your habit has always, that you always had to have a can of, of soda in your hand, right? Do you reach for that can of soda when you're stressed, tired, angry? And what thoughts are racing through your head before you open up the refrigerator to go get that can of soda, right? Give yourself time to think about this and let's really analyze those moments just before you engage with your bad habit. Then have a response prepared for when you see those trigger starts to happen. It's like you got to tell yourself that you're not going to grab that soda if you don't, and because you don't want to drink it, right? Because you know it's not good for you, especially if you're on a diet, you're trying to cut back your sugar intake. It's like you know that it's not good for you, but yet you still continue to open the fridge up and go time and time and over to get it. It becomes a habit. And we got to unlearn some of those habits, right? And just because if you do make a mistake and fall and go grab that can of soda, I'm just using it as a metaphor, it doesn't mean that you, you know, all is over. It just means that you got to become a little bit more stricter. You got to, you know, push yourself a little bit more to say what you're not going to do. You got to renounce, say that I'm not going to take this can of soda or I'm not, and let's just use this as an example. I'm not going to let people talk down on me. I'm not going to cuss them out the minute that they say something because that's a trigger because he who angers you controls you. You know how that whole thing works. So it's the same concept, right? And the minute that you've identified that trigger, that's the one that you war with. You have to wake up intentionally saying that I'm not going to let this trigger, you know, carry me into a whole nother mindset, or I'm not going to let that person carry me into a whole nother mindset, or I'm not going to let that thing, i.e. smoking cigarettes, whatever that habit is that you're trying to unlearn, or you're trying to break or trying to dismantle, you're not going to allow it to take the best of you. And you have to physically remove yourself from the situation. 
And if it means, you know, not engaging with people, that's meaning getting off social media. That means putting your phone on, do not disturb. If that means saying no, whatever that looks like, you have to sometimes physically do it so it no longer takes control of you. Okay. And I know it's hard and I know it can be, but that's the part of the uneasiness, right? Because you've been doing it for so long that now it's time to unlearn. The number three thing I want you to think about is think about what your future looks like, right? You've recognized the triggers and stop from, and stop from engaging in that toxic behavior. So you got to congratulate yourself, right? Because there's no such thing as no small task. It's all a win for me. I tell people to celebrate along the way. Whatever that thing is that you've probably been doing, always done it, and now you're making the conscious effort to not do it anymore. And say you said you used to drink sodas, I'm going to use that metaphor again, seven days a week. But this time you're only doing it three days a week. Congratulate yourself. That's an accomplishment. That's something where, for instance, my clients who struggle with being consistent. And I go and I look at their social media, I go on their business platforms or whatever that we're working on as me being their coach. And I see some small wins and I tell them about those small wins and we celebrate those small wins. And I said, well, next week, instead of it being five days of doing it, we're going to try six days. And they go, they may bicker a little bit, but guess what? They do it. They feel good about it. And they start, right? That's what I mean is acknowledging those things and making congratulating yourself along the way it takes so much strength to start overcoming these bad habits so recognize your strength and celebrate it and after you cheer yourself on take a moment to remind yourself that it may happen again there's no quick solution for toxic habits and behaviors so they'll come back around when they're triggered but that doesn't mean that you haven't made progress So take to heart when you defeat them and set the intention to learn from the future mistakes. And this is the journey that is when you're trying to overcome or dismantle that type of behavior. So be gentle with yourself. And in my favorite words, you know, have a little grace. The next thing we're going to talk about, number four, is make small changes. Some habits can be stopped if you make small changes by replacing what you do in the moment when you feel like you're going to engage in that type of behavior. And the thing about it is I told you got to trust the process, right? When you're unlearning, you got to trust the process. Imagine that your habit is smoking and what is a good habit you want to replace it with? You might have a goal to eventually exercise regularly. So combine these by doing the small exercises whenever you feel the urge to smoke. The act of exercising decreases the stress level so that the stress that's driving you to smoke or lean into doing bad habits, I'm using smoke as a metaphor, but what it does, it also increases the endorphin production so that you finish your workout in a happier state of mind because you've replaced working out with smoking. So think about what that thing is that you can replace that bad habit with and do that. And when you do, it becomes your new norm. Because again, we're removing the bad, the old, old mindset, meaning for people who have concentration issues, when you're working, and a lot of people are working from home, again, because we're in the pandemic, but they work with the TV on, cut the TV off and instead replace it with playing instrumental music, right? 
and see how that happens, even with people who struggle with going to bed with the TV on. And I remember hearing Oprah say this years ago, it's like, when she goes to bed, she does not have a, um, have a TV in her room at all because her bedroom has been, you know, made specifically just to do what? Rest. And when you do that, it's like you're making a you making an effort to change your narrative. And I, it kind of stuck with me because if you think about it, if your TV's on and if you are so used to doing it, maybe cut the sound to mute. And then eventually from cutting it to mute to just cutting it off altogether and work your way to that so that you can overcome, i.e. looking at television in the bed or i.e. watching television while you're working from home or working on a project or working on your business or whatever that thing is and replace it with something else and let that signifies that the change that you want to, you know, you want to see, you want to create. All right, I hope I'm making sense to some of us and some of you guys out here who are listening, taking some notes down, because again, I'm trying to help you persevere through some of the, you know, unlearn some of the the behaviors that you've adapted and think about it from a new perspective. Number five is I want you to write those, write down your thoughts. Everyone has seen the before and after photos of people who have worked hard to lose weight. It's good for people to keep those pictures with them along their journey so that they can see the progress they're making. The same thing goes with breaking toxic habits. Write down your thoughts, successes, and failures in a journal. And when you feel discouraged in the future, you go back and you look at that journal and remind yourself on how far you've come. Going back to the celebrating along the way kind of thing. That's in my book, The Boss in You, by the way, if you haven't gotten it. It's on Amazon. Had to put that plug in there for a minute. But yeah, so when you um, are trying to get over something, and if you're writing it down in a journal, you're able to reflect back on, again, how far you've come. And even if you've never journaled before, just try it. I'm not saying you got to be no whole author. I'm just saying that you'll be amazed by using that journal, what it would do, because it's a way of the, to reflect. And my journal turned into a whole best-selling book. You could do the same thing. I'm just saying. So try it out. It will help you process the steps that you've taken and provide you the essential encouragement when you need it the most, especially when you're struggling and trying to unlearn something that you've done all your life. The sixth thing I want you to do is prioritize your plans, meaning your toxic habit may have been powerful enough in the past to control your life, your emotions, and even your thoughts. And so defeating it eh, is the major accomplishment. But don't get too caught up with the end goal, okay? Because <laughs> it takes a lot of commitment. Commitment has been proven to help people quit habits by helping them prioritize their plan and not just their goals. It's good to have a goal in mind and don't forget it, but how you'll get there is even more important. So just do this. This is a trick. These are some tips. Write it down on committing to a plan. Come up with daily or weekly goals. I give this assignment to my clients all the time. Every Sunday, they email me their goals for the week. We revisit those goals and we add more on top of that to help them get towards their goal, right? So the tip is come up with daily or weekly goals. Celebrate when you meet those goals. Hey, let's cheer to that. Hand clap, pat yourself on the back. 
And number three, remind yourself of the toxic habits that you are leaving behind. So by dedicating yourself to your plan, you'll be more likely to stick to it. And it actually ends your toxic habits rather than fall back into that. Okay, I hope this helps. I really do hope this helps. Number seven is remember the rewards. Your goal is to live your life without this toxic habits, this mindset. But what will be the actual reward of doing those things? Visualize your rewards on what you want to do to celebrate yourself. You might see yourself spending more time with your family, excelling in your job. I don't know, going higher in your career. I don't know if you're a student and you're listening, making better grades. I don't know what that looks like for you, but think about what the rewards would be. And and whatever the rewards are, think of them like you're finding yourself leaning. So, So think about the rewards if you find yourself leaning back towards the toxic habits and the behaviors. And then if you think about what the reward is going to be, it's also going to encourage you to stick to the plan, to the goal. Because every step forward is what's going to make that change happen. And when you fall along the way, you know, don't beat yourself up. Don't quit. Acknowledge that you fell back and get back in the game, coach. That's what I'm going to tell you. The last thing that I want you to write down is ask for help. Right. I'm a coach. I'm a life coach, spiritual coach. You name it. God put the super on my natural. And there's therapists and psychiatrists out there as well for those who have deep rooted problems that a life coach or, you know, can't help you with or psychiatrists may have to tap in. But one of the most important things that you can do to defeat a toxic habit is to realize that you're not alone. It's your habit and your responsibility to defeat it. But you have to have people around you, those who love you. It could be family, it could be friends. They want to help you any way they can. So let them. Now, I'm not saying let them just be a sounding board all the time because faith without works is dead. You got to put the work in after you've acknowledged that those are some issues that you need to address. But just know that you're not alone. And when you have the urge to do that old habit, get in your own head again, reach out to them. Hang out, hang, you know. Call them, you know, go hang out, take a step away to get your mind off that very thing that you're fighting. Sometimes we've got to separate ourselves, right? And you don't get so caught up in it. I'm seeing so many bosses and I'm, I'm using that word because that's what everybody is just saying that they are and they are in their own right, but they're burning the candle on both ends and they're just going a hundred miles per hour. And I want, I want to be like, waving a sign like whoa whoa slow down this is a marathon not a sprint just because i'm ca- i'm caring about their well-being because sometimes when you're into the grunt of it you don't think about what they could be doing to you mentally what they could be doing to you physically what it could be doing to your relationships i'm all about being present and knowing exactly what i'm doing and how i'm doing and who is it affecting is it affecting me is it affecting others I'm very cognizant about those things and those people because I care. So when you find yourself in that moment, just know you're not alone. You're not by yourself. And you can persevere through that thing. Dismantling is going to require some work, but I trust and believe that you are committed to that. And by listening to this podcast today, I pray that some of these words resonates with you and some of these tips could actually help set you free. Because I believe that you were built to be amazing. 
and not mediocre. And in order to do that, we have to tap into every aspect of our life to ensure that it's in alignment and we are living our best life authentically and amazingly. All right, that's my spill. Thanks for tuning in to Soul Food Sessions with Naya. Please feel free to go to soulfoodsessionswithnaya.com. Book a session with me as a life coach. If you need some advice, if you need to pick my brain, this is what I'm here for. And this podcast is just an extension of that because I know that there's more to it. I know that there's more to you, but it's your job to acknowledge it. It's your job to live it. It's your job to be it. And sometimes you do need help and there's nothing wrong with listening to podcasts. It's nothing wrong with tapping into motivational coaches and, 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 and life coaches and spiritual coaches and listening to things just like this to help you get over your own thoughts and your own mind and your own toxic behaviors, or even just coming out of this thing of staleness. All right, guys, again, thanks for tuning in to Soulful Sessions with Naya. Make sure you download, make sure you share and God bless. Thanks for tuning in to Soul Food Sessions with Naya podcast. And remember this, you can't thrive if you're always the one pouring out. It's now your time to receive some encouraging words to help elevate your life. Make sure you tune in next week at Soul Food Sessions with Naya.